Welcome into the PVJ Podcast. Your pro is one of the best young producers in the 901 from Fish and Stats and Sport 56, Drew Barry. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademark, not to use the other producer, but Ricky Bobby Inc. Your Joe is just an average guy from Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. Future doctor, A.J. Sturdivant. Here I finally graduated. Yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Now, here they are, your pro and your Joe, Drew and AJ. And welcome into another edition of the PBJ Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I am your pro of the PBJ, of course. I am the best young producer in the 901, in the city of Memphis, in the state of Tennessee, in the United States, in the world. I could continue, probably go full universe. I don't know how radio works on other planets or if there is life on other planets. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Cut it out. Let's just say I'm the best there possibly is. I know I am. You know it. So let's not try to argue. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. See? See? It, it silenced you. You didn't even have an argument about it. But no, the I voice. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the way I would put that. Well, you didn't say it wasn't. After I have to hear it every week? No. But you're starting to believe it. No. The more this you hear. It's not one of those things where I mean, you're going to prime me to believe it. It's like, isn't it like scientifically proven the more you hear something, the more you can believe it? The more you say it, the more I don't believe it. That's not right. Uh, well, well, for Mr. The, Debbie have Down... We, have we been to the moon? Steph Curry said. Yes, yes, we have been to the moon. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> is the earth round? Yes, it is, Kyrie. All right. But for those who don't know, the, the voice you hear uh, that is not me is my Joe A.J. Sturdivant. I'll get to you in a second. Oh, okay. But we got some house right, cleaning to do. Back burner. I get it. Yeah, I am. I am. You're the Joe. You're the co-host. That's fine. Let me lead. Mm, I don't know. I wonder what the people would say about that. They want me to lead. <laughs> I'm the leader. <laughs> okay. All right, so we do have some house cleaning to take care of uh, before we get uh, this edition of the PBJ podcast rolling. Thanks again to Kevin Cerrito and the Cerrito Live Feed for allowing us to do this for the people, for y'all, and thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, once you finish with this, go make sure you check out all the great content on the Cerrito Live podcast feed, and be sure to listen to, to Kevin Cerrito and Cerrito Live every Saturday from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And, of course, listen to the 11 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. And only two more blue and gray shows left, like I said last week. Uh, this week, December 16th, we'll be on from 8 to 10. Going to be a late one. Ole Miss basketball plays at, uh, I want to say, like 5, so we won't be able to get on air till 8. So, Stay up, listen to us. We'll have Gabe Kuhn in studio with John and I and a special phone call from the University of Memphis Athletic Director Tom Bowen. And then, of course, we will have the post-bowl game special December 23rd. That should be back uh, at 5 or 7. And be sure to listen to me every Monday through Friday on Fish and Stats on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And make sure you tune in December 20th 
And it's New Year's Eve from 3 to 6. Me and CJ will be doing all three hours. Okay. And you're going to love it. So I will be on this side of the glass where I'm currently sitting and not over there in front of all the computers and the switches and whatnot. On New Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve from 3 to 6. And December 20th from 3 to 6. Now the house cleaning's out of the way. AJ, the big doubter of the day, how are you doing? What up, what up, what up? I'm here. I'm good. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're doing it on Tuesday, so it's a it I'm thrown off a little it's bit. It's a little weird. Um, but yeah, man, I'm good. How how are you doing? How's the man, the myth, the legend, <sighs> Drew Baird, doing this evening? He's doing well. Okay, he's doing well. Good to hear. Um, hit hit a snag in in personal life, work work wise. So I have been working in the mornings uh, recently. Still, I'm looking for a new uh, job opportunity in the morning. If anybody knows anything, hit me up. Yeah, hit the line. Hit the line. You you know the number, or you know. I haven't even checked our email account in like two weeks. <laughs> so if you've sent anything so, in, yeah. I'll check. I'll check it tonight. I'll check it tonight before yeah. we upload this one. Uh, but hit me up on the email uh, at the PVJ podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, I was a uh, real quick uh, Evan from Sumakai. Yeah, Babalu. Yeah, they might be hiring. Who knows? He texted me today and said he listened. So shout out to Evan. Hey, he's shout out to the man. podcast. Him and Caleb. Uh, but yeah, you should you should hit him up, dude. Maybe you can cook up some guac. You Ooh, know what I'm saying? Fresh you know table saying? side guac. I asked him if he was still cooking up the guac, but he's moved to bartender. So oh. he, he said he stepped up in the world. Well, see, the thing is, I need something to let me go every day at two, guaranteed. And uh, working in the restaurant business, if you got tables, yeah. you got tables. You might be cooking guac after two. I don't know. Yeah, see, I can't it takes do a while. That. <laughs> it does. I mean, and it's some good guac. Yeah. It is some good guac. But other than that, life's great. Lady's great. There you go. There you go. That's good, man. Living the dream. Living living the dream. Yeah. As soon as I know whose dream, it'll be better. Yeah. I'm living a dream. Yeah. Not my dream yet. But <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure it out later. <laughs> Just like that. That's one of my favorites. And then another one like that. Like, how you doing? Well, I'm still kicking. I'll be doing a lot better once I figure out who I'm supposed to be kicking. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, everything's going going well. Going good. well. Good. How are you? And you're doing well. Everything yeah, good I'm with well. you personal. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to. Next week, I won't be here. Um, so Drew will probably still be doing this, but I'm, I'm out of town, going on a little vacay, going to be going skiing, snowboarding for the first time. Never Uh-oh. been, never been snow skiing. I've so, been, I've been snow skiing since I was like seven. See, that's what everybody. It's like I haven't been snow skiing forever, but it's like people have been. Yeah, I have never been. Well, you know, before I've never touched snow skis or snowboard before the economy crashed back in the 2000s, mm-hmm. we were somewhat. Family vacays? We, we'd go on a lot of family vacays. This is yeah. also before me and my brother went to private school and before my mom uh, quit and then the econ- quit her quit her job to be a stay-at-home mom and uh, to and the economy crashed. We were, we were upper middle class. I mean, we go. took like four or five vacations a year. Yeah. So we used to go snow skiing a lot. What do I need to I know? Don't, the basics. Here's all you need to know. Okay. And you can... Learn it from any cartoon, any show that's ever dealt with trying to teach somebody how to ski. There's an episode of South Park that you can definitely watch, and I'll give it to you right now. If you want to go fast, French fries. Ski straight. You want to slow down? Pizza. Turn them in. Help okay. you slow down. Okay. That's what I've heard. It's, it's pretty that, it's, it's that simple. Yeah, and he said— Just don't go any double, double black diamonds down. or anything. Yeah, but I'm thinking, I want to go fast, man. So I'm thinking right. French fries all the way down. All the way down. You know what I'm saying? You know, you eventually have to stop at the bottom. No. Stopping's for amateurs. Mm. All right? Maybe, like, 
we might want to keep you on the bunny hill for for a day or two. Yeah, I'm actually kind of worried because everybody that's talked to me has been like, "Don't get hurt," and I'm like, "All right, how hard can skiing be if y'all are telling me it can be not hard. to get hurt?" <laughs> I mean, when I first learned how to do it, I almost skied off. And, and remember, I was like four or five, mm-hmm. almost skied off of a mountain. Nice to my death. That would have been a good story, though. Dad, like, swooped in with the ski poles and just going down the mountain chasing after me. Yeah. And as right as I go off the mountain, my dad does a killer, like, power slide. Snow going everywhere. Yeah. Like, bust up his ski boot and grabs me. Really? Yes. Is that a true story? It is a true story. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Not going to lie. I've almost died a lot of times. <laughs> I could probably spend an hour just talking about my near-death experiences. Yeah. I actually believe that. The fact that I'm still here all in one piece is a miracle. Yeah. But... I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be fun. Um, obviously, doing something for the first time. I've always wanted to. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it. But that means that this is the only chance we're going to have together to talk about the bowl game yeah. uh, before leaving. So, what, so what, we are going to have to touch on it. Yeah. What do you What do you think about it, man? Have you Have you read up on your Wake Forest? Uh, what well, what you, what I, the, the Deacon, Deacon the Demon Deacon. Demon. Okay, got it. So I I didn't think I was going to do my pre ball. The we weren't going to actually break it down because I forgot you were going to Arizona. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to teach the folks a thing or two. Okay, Give about the about the Damon Dake. All right, and why they are called the Damon Deacons. This so, is gonna be a learning. This is gonna be a lesson for me too. Printed so. out a nice little article here. Okay. All right. So before Wake Forest was the Demon Deacons, they were known. Uh, their logo was just a badge with a tiger on it, and they are known as the Old Gold and Black. Okay. They also went by nicknames of uh, the Baptists. So that's what then. So that's what their original name was kind of like. You know, I mean, you remember in any school back in the day, nobody really had a, a yeah. set official mascot. So that's kind of what they were. They're were known as the old Golden Black. Uh, then in the twenties, uh, they adopted. Um, here, let me find this spot. Okay. The turning point for Wake Forest was immediately they uh, apparently started winning a lot in football. Okay. So the turning point of events for Wake Forest was immediately noticed. Uh, the school newspaper, after the football team beat Trinity, the school rival, which later became Duke in 1923, coined the phrase the Demon Deacons because he said that they had, found, had a newfound devilish play about themselves. So that's how the Demon Deacon started. That's how it started. I mean, it's just like anything else. You know how um, the University of Memphis got Tigers? No. Uh, Refresh me. I remember what we were before from the West Tennessee uh, The West Tennessee uh, Teachers College. And so you got the – before, the Tigers were known as the Blue and Gray or the Blue and Gray Warriors or or just the Warriors. And then I think it was – Mid twenties, about the same time that Demon Deacons yeah. and a lot of schools started actually get mascots. The tiger, uh, a reporter for the Commercial Appeal or the one, you know, Memphis used to have like three or four newspapers mm-hmm. back in the day when people read newspapers. Um, so one of the reporters said that they fought like tigers, okay. and the name stuck. That's pretty. Cool. I mean, it's the same. Go another example. Go down to Alabama. They were they were known as the Crimson, Crimson Tide. Do you know why they're big owls and elephant? It's because a reporter said when the team runs out of the tunnel, it sounds like a herd of elephants. Okay. So literally, reporters yeah. started all say, these things. So basically, reporters are responsible for all mascots. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's pretty good. Yeah. I did not, so a little, I did not little, little history, yeah, history lesson. 
Also uh, learned in my in my studies today that the uh, demon deacon used to, the mascot used to just be regular old students, and some of them were like pretty crazy. Like the the most famous one is Bill Shepard, uh, also known as the Plunger Deacon, okay. because it's the they you know, used to carry around canes or umble- umbrellas to actually look like you know an old Baptist deacon with a top hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was a thing. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he used to carry around a plunger to stick to things and to like distract cheerleaders and baton twirlers and stuff. Okay, he was a little bit of a he, he was a devilish demon deacon. So that's pretty. Yeah, a little interesting fact about about, say, about, about our friends at Wake Forest. Um, well, when the game comes around, mm. we know that. Our coach for the game will be here next year. Yes, he will. So, what did what you think about all that? Uh, first of all, the I knew seeing the DC leaving, mm. and then him staying. I mean, like you said, we both kind of knew he was staying. But what are your thoughts on? Does that you know the fact that Kansas State? He was. I don't want to say up for it, but I have he, a feeling he, he was, was up probably for it, offered. But it, he, he, he wasn't going to take it. He's not moving to Manhattan, Kansas. So, but what do you, what do you think about the whole situation and the, and the coordinators leaving? And whatnot? Well, with Kenny Dillingham, it's kind of a weird thing because, and I think you definitely know Mike's safe at Memphis because, you know, Kenny Dilling, Dillingham has been with Mike Norvell since Dillingham was a GA at um, at Arizona State. They've been kind of connected to the hip. They they talk a lot. They have the same uh, football strategies, f- football principles. Saying, say, they, they, I mean, they're basically they're, they're, one in the same. Yes, they are. So you knew if Mike was going to take an, a Power 5 job that he would have not accepted the job at Auburn because why wouldn't you stick with a guy that's gotten your help, helped you get your start and yeah. keep up with it? And down in Auburn, it, it seems weird. Like, So there's going to be two co, there's going to be co-offensive coordinators, and to- then Gus Malzahn is going to call the plays. So pretty much he's the, gone after this year. I think if they have a bad year, he definitely should be. Yeah. But Kenny Dillingham basically is getting the title of offensive coordinator slash QB coach. Yeah. But he's really just the QB coach. Okay, but I, I mean, he's also going to make over a half a more, half a million dollars more. Yeah. At Auburn. And so I mean, that's that's where you're. That's the thing too. Is like as long as he's got that offensive coordinator label on him, mm-hmm. then I mean, that, it's that's, easier to get exactly, you know other jobs. Exactly. Um. What'd you think about Ball, uh, Northern Arizona? I was a little, I was a little, little shocked at that one because yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, like, it's not. I mean, when it comes to Kenny Dillingham and uh, you know the University of Memphis and Mike Morvell losing three offensive coordinators in three straight years, you can the numbers back it up. Yeah, you know, three straight top ten offenses in the country. Numbers back that up. Yeah. Now that, that that's probably a lot of Mike, but you know the coordinators helped and did, mm-hmm. did, did their part. So you can understand why Chris Long goes to uh, Notre Dame. You can understand why Daryl Dickey goes to uh, gets the job at A and M. You yeah. can understand why Kenny Dillingham gets hired at Auburn. You yeah. can understand that. Now, on the D, not saying that Chris Ball is not a great guy or mm-hmm. doesn't really know what he's doing, but the track record of the defense, the numbers haven't really backed it up. Yeah, and and I, I see that too. That's what a lot of people have been talking about is that he was more of a. Um, you know, you said you're kind of shocked from losing him, but it was more of a 
when you lost Dillingham, it was like, okay, like, you know, happy for him, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, you know, what's our offense going to look like? And the defensive side was like, eh, okay, like, we'll find we'll find somebody else. We can, we'll, we'll get somebody in because and not, and not said, a, it hasn't been great. Yeah, and not and this is nowhere – this should not be taken as a slight on Chris Ball. Mm. We can find somebody to do the exact same thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and like you said about uh, – like we talked about Norvell and, and Kansas State, it's just one of those things where that's not – it's like the Fuente situation to me. I was thinking about it earlier, and like Virginia Tech, set that just was the perfect job for him mm-hmm. to leave on. I mean, I think that he really wanted it. They really wanted him. I mean, it's just it was. And, and Fuente it, always seemed to be more of a small town type of guy yes. than a big city. And you know, it's just it obviously it's Power Five, and so if you go undefeated at Virginia Tech, you're gonna be in the playoffs basically. Well, it's not like he least. really needs to be go undefeated. He just has to keep the bowl streak alive, which. Well, barely did this year. That's what that's what I was about to say. I mean, it's it's one of those things where when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, that's the perfect job because it's Power Five. You have you can get in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You you can. And then it's also where if you have a down season, kind of like he did this year, you know, people aren't. I mean, they're obviously I'm sure they're upset at the season, but you know, they're looking forward to next year. Where I think if you're at a say like a bigger SEC job, like you do that two years in a row, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to work. And so that's where I think that I think Norvell will be gone as soon as he finds that job. But Kansas State, to me, like you said earlier, is not going to Manhattan, Kansas. And it may, it just wouldn't make any sense because that's that's just not the, the job that Norvell would want to take, yeah. I guess. And, you know, I want to believe everything that he says on social media. You know, it's great. Pump yeah. up the crowd. Pump up the fan base. I want to believe it. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I want to believe when he says, I've got one of the best jobs in the country. Yeah. Memphis for life, Tiger fam, nine hundred one love, all the hashtags. I want to believe it. Yeah, my fan ninety percent of me is a Tiger fan, but I did get a ten. But I did get a journalism degree. Ten percent of me is actually still a journalist and still wanting to not look everything through my blue and gray blinders. Mm-hmm. And that's just a big red flag for my non for my non fandom. Yeah, you know, like. Uh, to me, I want to believe it, but come on, dude, you can't fool me. Well, and we, we talked about it uh, last year too, or was it? Yeah, it was last year when the Arkansas thing started started mm, to come Arkansas, up. Arkansas, Ole Miss, all those. It, it's one of those things where like he will leave. He will leave eventually. I do believe that. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's one of those things where you know it makes sense for him to do these things on social media and to say that because why would you not? I mean, once you know that you're that you're full on, but he could he had the chance to say it earlier than now, and he didn't. And so I don't know if that's a sign of, you know, he had, he's been hitting the recruiting trail. I mean, he's been going. He, I've been seeing all over social media that that's, yeah. that he's been he's been hitting it strong. Well, um, he finally came out and said, "Stop speculating. I'm not going yeah. anywhere." Well, I but, saw, yeah, but, I, saw but, I mean, tweet on even it. once the Kansas State rumors and these other rumors popped up, he had the up, chance to. He he had the chance, but he was still tweeting out, "Great day to be a Tiger. Great day to yeah. be a Tiger. Got this recruit. Great day to be a Tiger." Exactly. He just didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I'm definitely not going anywhere." Like he yeah, kind of. And he kind of didn't have to. He just kind of, he could have just simply sent out a tweet of like a, a picture of his tweets of the last like two weeks. Like, I've just got six recruits. Why the heck would I go anywhere? Yeah, but I mean, that's what people wanted you to he wanted you to say though. Yeah, but it's one of those things too where I think it's it's like you said he to me was never going to Kansas State, and so I think it was kind of a given. I don't know why he didn't come out and say it earlier. Um, but I like I said, I think that he will leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be that that perfect fit because, and I'm not saying that as far as 
like I'm, I'm just saying that as far as the way that he would think about it, why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not wait until you get an absolute perfect, perfect job situation. where, say, Fuente went on a you know historic, I'll say historical program, a, a good program that a guy was retiring, stepping down, um, and so why would and like Norvell can wait on something like that mm-hmm. or can wait on you know something to happen to another coach outside of football or something like that and has to step down or something like that and he can take that job. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that is what he's going to wait on. Uh, but then me and you have talked about it too where Memphis could be a program where you could build up like a Boise State or somewhere mm-hmm. like that where, yes, outside of these big school names. Chris Peterson did eventually leave Boise State, but yeah. he left a long, long time after exactly. a lot of people yeah. and waited on that perfect, perfect opportunity. And for him, it was Washington. Yeah. And so – that's what I think that, you know, it, it works out for him either way because he's always, like I said, now that he has set the footprint and, and kept the ball rolling that Fuente mm-hmm. got started, it's one of those things where when you when you start recruiting Memphis and you can recruit around here, yeah. you can stay you can stay playing football at a high level. Yeah. And you can stay going to bowl games. You can. And, like, he's proven that. So that's why I think, you know, Memphis can also be on schools where if, if Norvell does, does decide to leave, man, you know that if you recruit Memphis hard – and, and I mean, obviously he has stepped out of Memphis, but you know the footprint is here to keep the program rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll 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 see what happens in, in going forward in the future. But you know, right now I am glad he's staying because, like you said, he's been hitting the recruiting trail. We've been getting. I mean, this will be the best recruiting class that we've had. Um, I guess since he's I don't know if it's ever, but since you know he's yeah, been here it'll in, be in the last five years at least, it it will be the best be one ever since since at least that you know they've been doing yeah. you know rank, ranking recruiting classes yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure if we wanted to go all the way back, I'm sure the recruiting class after the 1963 mm-hmm. undefeated season was probably pretty good. Yeah, and and like I said though, I mean, I am gonna soak it in while he's here, mm-hmm. while we got him. But it's you know he he is getting he's the highest paid coach in the American. Yeah, and so are his coordinators. Like everybody's getting paid. So you know it's one of those things where you know Memphis is Memphis is putting out the money for him. Now mm-hmm. obviously he can go get you know bigger money elsewhere, but Man, well, Memphis is paying you this much money, and they're. I mean, we're much, trying. We're trying to put our money yeah, where our mouth I, is. I think that they've pretty much made it known to him that we're going to keep you outside of the non or outside of the Power Five. We're going to keep you around or the highest paid coach. Mm. And so it's one of those things where you got job security. You know, if you can go to if you go to a bowl game every year, we're maybe not happy, but nobody's mad. Really, no, you know what I mean? Nobody's mad. nobody's th- you know throwing the flame at you. Mm-hmm. But that's where that's where I'm like. Man, I mean, he could, like you said, like we've talked about, maybe he wants that statue one day. Maybe, maybe he wants the I, I, th- statue. I think when he came in, it all, it really did sound like he wants to be the guy with the statue, not the guy following the statue. Yeah. And going back to him, him tweeting, you know, I said he really didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of is a John Calipari syndrome for us because although Calipari uh, leading up to the days that he left nine, for Kentucky nine, nine. was doing the exact yeah. same thing as Norvell, just not on Twitter because we didn't have Twitter back in 2008 or 2009. Did we? People weren't. I think we did, but I don't think people It wasn't popular, it. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he was doing the exact same thing. He was still out recruiting. He was still out doing everything. And all the signs said, no, he's not leaving. Why would he be doing all this? Mm-hmm. But then he went and did the other. He went and took the Kentucky job and breaking all of our hearts. Yeah. So it is kind of a John Calipari syndrome of why we actually needed him to say it. Yeah. You know what? I don't think we had Twitter. I think you're right. I don't think we had Twitter back back in that time. I don't know when Twitter was created. But, I mean, you, I you did, I got a Twitter is... in, like, 
2013. Yeah, that's what I'm, now that I think about it, like, I don't feel like Twitter was a thing, but I could be totally wrong. I might have gotten to Twitter in 12. I don't know. The only reason I have any social media from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram yeah. is because a girl made me get it. Okay. One girl, first girl made me get a Facebook. <laughs> Second girl made me get a, get a Twitter, and then the third one made me get an Instagram. I don't know if that says more about them or more about you. You just, I don't, you just let people dictate the life. No, but you Come know, on. you know, on, I'm man. not good at social media. I don't. How yeah, many times not, do you see not. me tweet or post pictures on Instagram? Yeah, and I never get on Facebook. You're not very good at social media. I'm well, not. your phone is also like outdated, so it's a six. probably got cracks all over it. I mean, it has your phone cracks wasn't on working it. last week. <laughs> it's working right now. There you. Hey, there you go. Wait, did you get a new one? No, it's a uh, six. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. What, I thought uh, you had like no, like a four for the longest time when everybody had like. When the X came out or something, <laughs> I did have a. I I was might have been the last person rocking the floor. Yeah, I'm not going to spend it three hundred dollars on a phone. You crazy? Yeah, you're right. So you just stick with one that doesn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it calls, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't need it. But no, I know what you mean though. With, with uh, you know, Memphis fans kind of thinking that same way or in that same manner that we did back then. Um, but yeah, man. Like I said, we'll 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 see what happens. But I do think that he's going to wait on that. Perfect job mm-hmm. where he has won multiple years in a row here, and and can just step in and keep the ball rolling yeah. and, and keep it going. So, All right. well, before we get on to our next topic uh, of the podcast, two questions. Okay, Daryl Henderson gets ninety-one yards and gets over two thousand for the year. Yes or no? Yes. Tigers win. Wait, wait. In the bowl game? In the bowl game? Yeah, Daryl's not going to play. How think. do you know? I don't think Daryl's going to play. Wait, 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 where are you hearing this? I don't know why. I forgot about that. I'm, where are you hearing this? Did you not see that? No. I'm pretty sure Henderson's not playing. When? I could be totally. When did you see this? Get on Get on the. It's worth a Google. Get on the Google. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm on the Twitter, but I don't look at it. No, the. Well, yeah, that's true. You don't look I didn't at get, it. I didn't get a ESPN or a Bridge I, I could, that could or be a Fox wrong. Sports. Or may, maybe a Fox it was a Sports rumor. Or, or a CBS Sports. Uh, I've got all the sporting apps. They'll give me updates. They'll yeah, give me you that's know, where you get the that's where you notifications. Get the yeah, I didn't get anything. Um, well, this is just the first thing on Google, but it's uh, the Daily Memphian. The headline is "Next Man Ready if Henderson Elects to Skip Bowl Game." So I don't know if he's that's, decided yet. They're just trying to. That's they're. It's the stupid Daily Memphian. Dude, who's trying no, to get Norvell stuff commented out. on it. Norvell commented on it. I saw that the other day, too, and he said that he would be happy for him, whether whatever he chooses to do. No, I'm going to be happy for him me regardless. Too. But no, if, Don't play it. Do but, not, if I'm him, do not play this bowl game. No. Go why play the bowl it? game. Get the 91 yards and sit out. I don't care. No. Become the fir- come, become the first 2,000-yard I mean, rusher in school history. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I take that back. I don't. I want, that sounds weird. Like, obviously, I want him to play. But if he doesn't, dude, that's fine with me. I do not. Go get that money. Don't get hurt. Go get that money. Become the first 2,000-yard rusher in a se- for a season in school history. Uh, or get 91. Get hurt, not Just get 91. $20 million. Just get 91. And then Patrick Taylor could come in, and Tony Pollard can. That is true. You can that run is it. True. He, uh, yeah, I we'll see what happens. But if he does play, yes, he I gets, think that will happen. All right, do the Tigers win? Let's just let's just yes. throw it off. Let me. Well, let final me throw, score. Yes, they win. All and, right. uh, I knew. Do they, they cover? Tigers are five and five and a half points. Yes, all right, favorite right now. Um, okay, Wake Forest. Yeah, six and put six. up three points on Clemson, sixty-three to three. Yeah, uh, they did. They did beat a fourteenth-ranked yeah. North Carolina State, though. Yeah, they did. They did. Well, but then the next week they turned around and lost to Pitt. Okay. Well, uh, also, um, they're 4-1 and one away. 
That's pretty away good. Games. They're two and five at home. That's, and four and one away. That's a little backwards. That's weird. <laughs> Most so, people are better at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Memphis wins. I think Memphis covers. Um, I will be coming back from snow skiing that Friday night. So I'll wait around for you if you want me to go. I mean, at least he's booking the hotel Friday. It. I'm getting the, our tickets on Friday. Yeah. So you just got to let me know. I'll let you know. All right. Before we get into our main topic of the week, do you want to talk Grizzlies? Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Did you watch the game last night? For, for six, seven minutes. Uh, yes, I watched uh, most of the game last night. I was at the Lakers game Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, which How Saturday many fakers? There were a ton. I sat with Walker's dad and Nick. Uh-huh. And like, you know, as as a as a Memphis guy and a Grizzlies fan, Grizzlies obviously my favorite team in the NBA. Um, Mike Conley is my favorite player of all time. But no doubt, no doubt. Me and you, we both think the same. We I appreciate LeBron. I do think that he's the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. Once but again, no doubt, no doubt. With that being said, never would you catch me in a Heat jersey, a Cavs jersey, or a Lakers jersey because yeah. the Grizz are my team. Yeah. So, dude, it was weird, man. There was literally. Where we were sitting, our section was almost all Lakers. Mm. Like, it, it, I'm not talking 50 50. I'm talking like 80 20. Oh, wow. Lakers fans in jerseys. And, like, you would look across, and it was kind of weird because, like, the whole place, I think it was a sellout. Mm-hmm. The whole place was packed. There were still, obviously, even a sellout. There's still open seats, different yeah. places and whatnot. Um, but it was weird because you looked in the lower bowl, and it was packed, but there were still open seats and everything. But the upper bowl, the top, was Packed. It was dude. all purple it was and gold because everybody wanted. To, you know, everybody's like, "How can I get this? Get the cheap ticket to see LeBron?" Yeah, um, I mean, that's what I was thinking all day. Obviously. So, well, you, you got know, free tickets. Yeah, I ended up getting free tickets, but we were we were up in the uh, upper deck, man, and there were you know we even asked one girl walking in. Carrie was roasting people. I bet I mean, he was. I was like, oh, I was putting my head down. I was like, oh shoot, here we go. Carrie's gonna get us in a fight or something. <laughs> but he asked this lady going up. He's like, Did "Y'all buy those LeBron jerseys today?" And she was like, "No, I actually had it." And, he said, are you a Lakers fan? And she said, I'm not going to lie to you. No, I'm not. I just like LeBron James. And I was like, I appreciate the honesty. Thank I, you. <laughs> yes, at least be honest about it. Don't I'll, be like, nah, man, Lakers for life. Yeah, I was like, thank you. And she said, and she's like, I had a Cleveland jersey last year. Like, I have a LeBron Cleveland jersey, too. She's like, I'll follow him anywhere. And yeah. I was like, you know what? That I appreciate. But it was cool being in the FedEx Forum and seeing how one man can, like, just – influence a whole arena. I mean, every yeah. time he touched the ball, people are going crazy. People and I'm, going, like, uh? I'm like, man, this is because, you know, that, that might be my last time to see LeBron in person. Obviously, those tickets go up when he comes here. Yeah. So, like, like I've only seen LeBron once before this, and that was with the Heat in, like, 2013. So, like, if I haven't seen him since then, but obviously that was Eastern Conference, so we're going to play him I saw LeBron now. last year. You saw LeBron last year? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'll be able to get a ticket, but I'm saying, like, some you know if he I think comes I next my, time I think I'll I be used, able to afford a hundred dollars media pass though yeah so. so that's what I'm saying like if the tickets get, prices go up I'm just I can't obviously buy tickets all the time so mm-hmm. you know I'm just soaking it in um, but the Grizzlies played like crap oh they did it was bad dude Mark has looked terrible the last few games um, the last five even, games have just been yeah god awful even Mark. last night um, you know he mentioned I think tonight or today in practice or something about. Uh, the ankle injury. Mm. Uh, Mike hasn't looked the same. He, he had the finger uh, finger injury. That did that happen against the Pelicans? Or was I it believe the game so. Before? Friday, Friday okay. against the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, which Friday against the Pelicans? That was a great. That was a great road win. Mm-hmm. So I knew coming back home, I was like, you know, the Lakers are on a roll right now, and I was like, this isn't, you know, if this is a game that you let that you lose, that's okay because I think you just made up for it with winning in Nola. Yeah, but they got 
smacked, dude. We never had a chance. There was never like there was never a comeback in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you know last night happened against the Nuggets. And yeah, la- last night was there's there's great things, then there was bad things. I mean, yeah. one bench productivity. I mean, just flat out awesome. Over fifty points from yeah. your bench. Three guys in double fi- in double figures. Like that's great bench productivity. I mean, Shelvin Mack has looked phenomenal this this season, yeah. especially from beyond the arc. I mean, it seems like every. I wish he would put up more shots because it seems like every time he does, he he's make he makes eight out of ten yeah. every every night. And I wish he would put uh, put up you know starter number yeah. of shots. But Mike oh. played Mike played decent. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. played played pretty well. The only thing was like, especially in the second half, the, I think the Grizzlies took the lead about five six times throughout yeah, that third saying. fourth quarter, and sometimes they would go up by seven or eight. But yeah. every time they got a lead like that, you never felt the momentum switch. You never no. felt confident that they were going to keep it. And then boom, That's true. Denver goes down and knocks a three. We turn the ball over. They knock yeah. down another three. They turn the ball over, but we don't capitalize. They walk down and get. Yeah. You shoot another three, and we're, we're down by one. Yeah, I mean, we and, didn't. And we didn't matter keep the pedal of a minute. Down. Yeah, we didn't keep. We didn't keep the pedal down. Um, there were times where, like you said, we could have tried to get some momentum and keep rolling. We just didn't close out the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's terrible fourth quarter. Um, and so now, uh, who do we have? We play tomorrow night. We and, had the Trailblazers. Trailblazers, that's right. Tomorrow, um, Trailblazers tomorrow both night, coming so, in at fifteen and eleven. Yeah, another chance to get on the roll. But I, you know, if, I remember before the season, uh, they had all these playoff predictions and, and roster and schedule, things like that. Uh, I think it was like through ESPN, but it was talking about uh, strength of schedule or the Grizzlies' hardest schedule, and it was it was December. They mm-hmm. said they said December will be the hardest month for the Grizzlies, or should be, um, which, of course, the way that some teams have shaken out, yeah. obviously some teams are better than we thought, some teams are worse. Um, so we'll see what happens. But this was supposed to be our hardest month, and so you know if, if you can just try to stay above 500 this month, mm-hmm. then you know I think I think you're looking good. Because um, I know we play the Lakers again this month. Uh, play the, we got the Rockets. We got the Rocket, uh, Rockets on start? Saturday. You Who know. do we got Friday? Um, I can't remember. Do we play? Are the Rockets in after the Trailblazers, or do we play? Trailblazers on Wednesday. Then we play at home Friday. Rockets on Saturday. Gotcha. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, and when you're talking about um, bench productivity and things like that, I mean the last. Two games, it's our starters. Our starters just aren't doing what they need to do. I will say though, I love Kyle Anderson. I like the way you that like slow mo. I like slow mo, dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't he know just what looks it is. funny to me, dude. I don't know what it is, uh, but I like him, man. I, I, and Temple, uh, Garrett Temple's been playing pretty well. Yeah, but like Saturday night, he had so many open shots. That's my thing. Is like they're missing open shots. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you know. Temple had, I swear, in the first half, I looked up. I can't remember this because me and Nick were talking about it, and they were literally like two for thirteen from the three point line. It was like to the point where we were looking at each other like, "Don't shoot a three pointer" because they had missed five in a row. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we were down. We had gotten down by like twelve, fifteen, something like that. And I'm like, "You know what? Just start jacking them up. You've already, you've obviously mm-hmm. proven that you're just going to keep shooting. So yeah. just go ahead and keep doing it and see if you start knocking them in." Um, by the way, Friday, uh, D Wade coming into town for the last okay. time. So. So, dude, those are all those are three winnable games. Are they all? They're all at home, right? We have all three, at home. Home three yeah. games at home, and then we go on the road to Golden State, Portland, Sacramento, and L.A. So, as far as those four straight road games, That's you rough. see one one guaranteed win. Mm. Yeah, 
So definitely got to got to got to capitalize on the three. I was gonna say I think you got to go two, you got to go two two out of three. No, you got to go three out of th- three. You got to you got to go three and zero oh at home this week. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a must. I don't think it's a it's a well. It's still those, it's still December. It. You know, yes. no, it, nothing's a must win right now. But I think if you want to have a shot at staying above five hundred, because I mean, the last three games after that five game four games on the road. The last three games of December, you've got Cleveland, which is a win. Yeah. Then you've got Boston at home on the 29th, and then at Houston on New Year's Eve. Saturday, so that'll be no Friday, maybe I can't remember. 29th is a Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a good game. Good game at home. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a lot better than the last year's Boston game at home. We went to that. Remember that one? Yeah, that's true. Just don't drop. Don't drop two at home this Mm. week. Is I mean, like, yes, you want to win three, but I don't think it's it's a must. That's what I'm going to say about it. All right, because right. it is a, it, it it will be a back to back on Friday Saturday. This team mm-hmm. is not good at back to backs, no. as they've proven. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. Got a, got a long season ahead. We're still early, um, and so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, see where it goes. I think they need to go three and zero. AJ says only two and one, but two we'll and one. S- I'll be I'll be okay, Chris. Okay. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll I'll, s- I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take two and th- or, uh, two and one. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, the big buzz around town. Yes, sir. This Saturday, 11 o'clock at the FedEx Forum. Yeah. Springs back memories. Those nasty people from the east of the state Mm -hmm. coming into town. Yeah. It's UT hate week. Yes, it is. Gotta hate them. Gotta hate them. I hate them. They're coming in. The number three team is coming into our house. How how is it gonna how's it gonna Which, end? By the way, they look really good. They really do. Uh, I mean, they should have beat Kansas. They just beat the number one team in the country in Gonzaga. Yeah. Who Gonzaga beat Duke? Yeah. Well, Tennessee to me, and I was telling uh, Reed and Gilbert this Sunday night after, of course, after they had uh, beat Gonzaga, mm. and I was like, it's like, man, Tennessee, they're 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 for one huge. They're all most of them jacked, and they're long. They're just their guards are just massive. They're also they're and also so, pretty fast too. It, that's, it, the pace, They're athletic. Of the, the pace of this game Saturday is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, because both teams are going to want to run and gun up and down the floor, yeah. get as many possessions as possible. Nobody's going to slow it down, mm-hmm. and it's going to be forty minutes of a marathon. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, they just like me, they're going to sprint marathons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, uh, what's got to happen. I assume that if I'm Memphis with you know, I don't, I don't know how I think about it because if I'm Memphis, you got the you got the speed and the quickness. And but I, my thinking is, if you can try to slow them down and play, use your speed and quickness in the half court, mm-hmm. then maybe that'll work out best. Because I don't, I don't think you need to press this team. This team is too long and too athletic to press. You've obviously proven that you're, you know, pressing is maybe not your strong suit right now. Yeah. So you work on it a little more. Um, I'm curious to see how our two freshmen, you know, Lomax and Harris uh, guards. I'm curious to see how, you know, being smaller guards, really small guards, how they're going to stack up against Tennessee's bigger, uh, str- look, you know, stronger guards, um, and kind of kind of see what happens. And but at the same, you know, the same token, it's also let's see how our big guys can compete with them. So I think this is one of those games where, my, I mean, I've heard from some people, you know, that we're going to get blown out. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen, man. I, I I hope it doesn't happen. I, I know that doesn't sound very upper, yeah, uh, opt- optimistic, but Tennessee is really good. 
Yeah. And we are still young. We are still trying to learn how to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Penny's still learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he does have, you know, a great, great, great assistant coaches. And yeah. Sam Mitchell and Tony Madlock, who have done this before. And Mike's learning very quickly as well. You know, I, I hate to keep coming on and saying the exact same thing. Exact same thing every time we play a ranked opponent. Yeah, you know, just that's keep it close. You're right. Give me something. Make make me think that we're just one step away. Yeah. Well, it and that kind of. Makes uh, me think but about, eventually, you we need to win one. Yeah. That that makes me think about. I I think I could be wrong. Uh, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but Schofield for Tennessee was asked after that game against Gonzaga, and he was like, "We, you know, this is one of those games that." In the past, you know, Tennessee's been built. They have been built in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And he said he said it. He was like, in the past, it's been, how can we compete in these games and how can we make them again and see if we can start pulling some out? And he was like, this year it, tur- it had to turn to, we've got to win these games. Mm-hmm. This is this is. But Memphis is obviously we're not there. We're not there. And I mean, most people obviously realize that. Uh, and so, but we're we're still in that phase where you want to compete. But I'm telling you, man, you give me Memphis within eight or ten in the last 10 minutes and watch the forum come alive, never know what can happen. Yeah. Never know. I, and I wish I could be there. I want to go so bad. Yeah, I'm still, they, they still got the, you know, the ticket office sold out, but they still have tickets on StubHub, and I'm thinking about. I can't pay 140 160 bucks for a pair of tickets. Yeah. I can, well, see, that's the thing. Peyton is, she's already registered to get her ticket, so she can get in. She's already going. She's already, sure. well, I mean, she's got her ticket. And it, she, obviously, she was like, if you don't go, you know, I'll consider going to a, bar or somewhere to watch mm. it with you but i'm like if you know that you have a ticket i might just go ahead and drop the 70 or 80 i think is what it was today when i looked at it well y'all aren't gonna be able buy. to sit together maybe we might be able to i'll just get she'll get somebody to bring me a student ticket like once they go sit you know see what i'm uh, saying like you know the you know the move come on i know the move you know the ticket move i know. also had a friend who uh like ha- has a suite and he said if i just got a ticket that he would give me the suite but he says that to a lot of people, and I've been in there before when it's really crowded, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not watching it in a suite on a TV. Yeah. I'd rather just go sit at the very top and watch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got my own secret for how to buy, like, Saturday, me and Elise went to the game. I said, give me your two cheapest tickets, please. Yeah. It was, like, section 215 row T, row U. Mm-hmm. Didn't sit there. Sat in the club level. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to give out my secret though, because I don't want to. I don't want everybody trying it and then yeah. blowing well, my cover. You can tell me the secret after. I'll we tell get you the, the secret. Podcast. But but, yeah. but that that's not it. It won't fly for UT though. Yeah. Well, and but like and like I said, just just if it's close at the end, things could get interesting. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Uh, I think to me the biggest thing is going to be the first five minutes of the game. I know that sounds cliche. Obviously, everybody wants to start. Yeah. You know, that's the you know the goal of basketball. Uh, but. I think the first five minutes, man. If you if you keep them contained and you make it a game of the first five minutes and make a stance and take a stand, then man, you never know. We'll see if they can hang around. But I just think Tennessee's length and athleticism mm-hmm. is going to end up getting to them. And it's no it's no crack against anybody. Not Penny. Not the team. You know, I'm, I'm I love this watching this team. team. I'm going to enjoy. Country. Yeah, it's I'm going to enjoy watching. It's a good it. team. Yeah, that's what like it just is what it is. Yeah. This at this time um, in Tiger basketball. It is what it is. Well, for me, I think the most important stretch of the game is going to be the first five minutes of the second half. Second half, because the Tigers have been kind of sluggish coming out of out of the, out of the half. You're right. Uh, on Saturday, uh, up by 
15-16 at the half against UAB, come out, don't score their first point till the 16-minute mark. Yeah. To almost the first media timeout. Mm-hmm. So, and that's been something that has plagued them all years, starting the second half out slow. And also, I want to see how, if they do get a lead in the game, mm-hmm. how they sustain it. Yeah. How they don't kind of panic anymore that they have the lead and they yes. try to play to where let's not make a mistake than actually trying to play. Yeah. And, dude, to me, I, you know, I was thinking about it. Uh, yesterday and the fact that don't tell me that Tennessee and you know that this game wasn't kind of penciled in on that or circled on that schedule too because it's a rivalry game yeah. and it's back like I'm glad the rivalry's back that's what I'm just I'm like I just want to be there because the rivalry's back I am too we, we you know and that's what we want to see but it's also one of those things where uh Memphis uh yeah the first game at home that you're not supposed to win like most mm-hmm. people expect you to probably not win or really not make it too close, yeah. to be honest, because it's the number three team, like we said. So I think that that can play in their advantage. And I think, man, these games are these games are rivalry games. Mm-hmm. And these games, this happens all the time, where these games can get close. Yeah. And so that's, you know. Now, while this is a rivalry, yes. I do just want to tell UT fans that they'll point out one thing to make it, they say, oh, we're, we're our basketball program is the same as Memphis. Yes. They're like, we're 14-11 and 11 against y'all historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Let's 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 look at a little, uh, you know, those things called banners and uh, tournaments. Yeah. Uh, how many tournaments uh, have has UT been to? You think? Uh, how many tournaments? Yeah. How I've many actually, NCAA I've actually, tournaments appearances they made? Actually, me and Mike had this argument one time because he tried to bring, bring up the total record against Memphis, and I did this too. And it's not. It's let's say I'm going to say like eleven, twelve. What is it? It's actually know. twenty. It's twenty. Okay. I will. I'm thinking. What's the, what, I mean, how many has Memphis been to? How many has Memphis been to? Is it like twenty eight? 26. 26, okay. Not that big of a difference, but still six years is six years. Yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee's <laughs> tournament record. Tournament record, I don't know. I know Final Four appearances, I think. That's the next question. Okay. All right. Tennessee's t- the, tournament, tournament record, record, 19 to 21. Okay. Memphis Which I, I still don't understand how you lose 21 games in 20 appearances, but this is, I mean, I double checked, doubled, and triple checked it. I don't know how you lose twenty one games in twenty yeah. tournament appearances. Turn, tournament appearances. Am I missing something? I don't know. Memphis's tourney record thirty one and twenty six. Okay. Which so makes sense twenty six. And how many final fours do you team been to? Pretty sure wasn't it one? It's zero. It's zero or and, okay. And how many has Memphis been to? Three. Obviously. So now three final fours, that outweighs everything there, guys. Yeah. You're not on our level. Yeah. You're just not. It's plain and simple. Head to head, sure, sure. Although, Let, let's call let's call it even. Head to head, but historically wise, you can't touch our jock straps. Yeah. And I, what what is the what's the record in the last ten years? Because didn't we take a break in the we, I, when I looked it up that one time? We took a break in the early two thousands. Early two thousands for a while. Like for and a while. And the, the the only two times I can remember, last two times I remember playing Tennessee. Who, who won the last meet? We did. That's what I in thought. Knoxville in 2013. So we, exactly. So we've technically got the belt right now. <laughs> we do. We got the we got the state of Tennessee belt. Yeah. So and I even saw that like on uh, on social media. It's like really? let's kill the Tigers like we did last time in 08. Well, technically, buddy, like, if you want to, you want to get you technical, wanna, about get technical about it. Last time we beat you in 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 Knoxville yeah. in 2013. But you know who's counting? Yeah. Other than the record books. So it's been so it's been five years since it's we been played. five years. Yeah. Man, it's it's going to be something to see if we can't 
you know, if we're both not going, we're we gonna go to Beale and just watch it there. Yeah, go sure. To I mean, we can go to Silky's or something. Watch because if we win, I kind of want to like, yeah, be out there and just you know, because let's, let's watch it to Silky's then if if we, if yeah. we can't get think, in. Think so about that if, if we, we win, yes, that will be not only, like not only beating Tennessee, like obviously knocking off the number three team, dude. That's that's gonna be crazy. Oh, it will be, and it'll be nobody's thinking about straight that. day drinking all day. So <laughs> yeah. if you aren't going to the game, and neither one of us go. PBJ watch party. Watch party. At Silky's. <laughs> so, all right, then give me your, before we wrap it up for Tiger Basketball, what, give me your prediction. What's going to happen? What, give, me the, give me the game flow and the final, the final score. Just give me the whole wrap-up. Well, as I, as I clearly pointed out a few minutes ago, which, do you want the 90% fan or do you want the 10% journalist? <sighs> give, me, give me the 10% journalist. Give me the real. Give me, give me what you, not as a fan, think. We lose by 15. Okay. Okay, that's reasonable. I'm going to say I'll give you, obviously, if anybody asks me leading up to the game as a fan, I'm going to say we're going to win. But the realistic, I say we lose by I say we lose by eight. Make it a little closer. Can I be a fan I got, now? I got more faith. Yeah, fan. What, what's, the, what's the fan take? Fan take? Man, it comes down to a final, final shot. Tyler Harris over two guys. Yeah. Down by two. Knocked a three at the buzzer. Crowd goes wild. We storm the court. All right, let me give you my fan take. Martin, yes, had 22 the other night, whatever. Has started a slow season. It's his senior season. He's never got a shot at UT. He has I think he goes for 30. Oh. He goes for 30. I think Harris goes for his normal 20, 22. Davenport had a great yeah, game and, and, Saturday and Davin, other than fouling out. I'm That's gonna, another I'm going to call it right now. Davenport's going to dunk on Schofield's head. That's right. Boom. You heard it here talk, first, people. Talk about a name, though. Admiral Schofield. That's a that, name. That's dude. a cool name. I'll give him that. That <laughs> yeah. is a cool, cool name. Reed's going to be wearing, uh, probably wearing his, his uh, orange and white striped oh, pants. So Those overall things? Yeah. Just, yeah. Get that get that out of your mind. About <laughs> <laughs> made me throw but up. I'm, gonna have I'm, to, I, I'm at work here. If I yeah. throw up, I have to clean it up. Hey, I'm excited, though, because we beat UAB this past weekend, played a great game. Um that's that was another rivalry. Was mm-hmm. it, I was thinking about this earlier. I meant to ask you. Um, was UAB? Was that the Dorsey? Was that where he went in the stands, or was that Pierre Henderson that, Niles went in the stands at at, um, did, did at Dorsey, UAB? No, Dorsey got a bottle thrown at him. Dorsey got a bottle thrown from at him. Almost U- UAB? at UAB. It, almost went in. Some reason wanted to think like SMU or something like that. No, it was UAB where Dorsey has got a bottle thrown Dorsey, at him. Yeah. Almost went into the stands. Somebody grabbed him. Pierre gotcha. Henderson Niles successfully made successfully it into, made, the, made it into the stands yeah. and like. And 2010, okay. something like that. But yeah, so UAB's always been a heated rivalry. More for them, though. I think they hate in basketball. At least I think they hate us more in basketball than we hate them in basketball. Yeah, because it's kind of. Although they are, we had as far as like how many times you played a school, they're the seventh team that we've played the most. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not even close. It's like 38 to 11. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, those those were good stats he had earlier because that's what I always bring up to UT fans. How many Final Fours you got, bro? Yeah, and it's just how many national championships. What's you that tournament in? record? When yeah, it man. when it when it counts, what do you do? And what yeah. do we do? You know what I mean? You you won a regular season, yeah, winning I, victory over us. You know, by you've won three more games in this series. But hey, when it counts and the money's on the line, what have you been doing? Yeah, I don't think that. I, I think, think we didn't lose through Loyola. Yeah. And that three games close enough, we, we can we can get there in, in the next in, three years. Yeah, the next three years. Start, and then starting this Saturday. Starting this Saturday, eleven but, o'clock a.m. Yes. FedEx Forum. 
I'm ready. Pack the form. It's going to be crazy. It it's is going to be, be crazy. Wild. I wonder how many Tennessee fans are going to be there. I don't know. You think, like, there's going to be – I bet there's going to be some They're some probably orange. orange. There, there probably will be. Obviously, UT fans in Memphis. Yeah, which brings us to mm-hmm. the tray of the day. Oh, I texted you this earlier. Mm-hmm. And this is going – if you're a Tennessee fan, you might as well turn it off right now because we are about to hate you. Yeah. I mean, we always do, but we're about to, like, focus on hating you. The tray of the day is the three things that drive you the craziest about UT fans in the Memphis area. Remember, we talked with Mike. We don't personally hate the Knoxville fans, the Nashville fans, the East does these – East and Nashville yeah. people, they're not obnoxious. They're nice folks. It's you dinguses here in Memphis that pretend to be Tennessee fans and try to ruffle up our feathers and everything that we hate the most. So here's the three things that I hate that, tennis, that, that Tennessee fans do more that drive me the craziest. Say right? or do, right? Say or do. Okay. Number three, this just drives me crazy about any university. But especially UT, because yeah. what they think is their fight song, mm-hmm. it just drives me crazy. You know, Rocky Top's not really the official I fight song literally just of, that down. of UT. And hey, you Memphis person that's a UT fan, I bet you didn't know that either. And I bet you couldn't even <laughs> hum your official fight song, let alone know the words to it. You just think, oh, good old Rocky Top is your fight song. It's not. You, <laughs> I I'm not. I, I, I thought it's about... Not- I thought about playing it before I said it, playing it, and goes, does anybody know what this is? Yeah. Yeah, that's the UT official fight song. You have that an actual fight song. That just good. drives me crazy that. about any any fan base that doesn't know their own yeah. tradition, their own things, and especially Tennessee fans here. I'm sure Mike knows that. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. sure Mike definitely knows that. Yeah. But a Tennessee fan that's lived here and only watched it on TV and only knows that kind of stuff and tends to be – Big old GBO, go big orange, yeah. doesn't know that. Number two, and you'll notice this a lot, especially when we were kids. Okay. And I quote, I'm a Tennessee fan, but I like Memphis basketball. No. Oh, yeah. No. That, that's a good one. I did you not write that down. You can't do that. That is a good Pick one. one. <laughs> and the fact that you started with Tennessee means you picked them, and I don't want you. Yeah. Pick one. I hate that. I like. Yeah. I'm a Tennessee fan, but I like them Tiger basketball. Well, no, you don't get to especially pick a truth. especially because we're growing up. You know, Memphis basketball from 05 to 09, 10 was rolling, and we had that. You know, the heated Tennessee rivalry and everything mm. like that, and into obviously 2013. And it's like, no, you can't. Like this is a this is a rivalry. Like, that's the. I would rather you say like. Yeah, obviously Memphis football's the, the terrible, only, but I'd really be like, you know, Memphis football's all right. Instead yeah. of that, don't don't take our good thing. Like, the only during the, those the years. only person that gets a pass is Chris Stringer, who grew up a Tennessee fan, but is a Memphis alumni. I will give him a pass. Sorry, Stringer, no one gets a pass. Not AJ's on my watch. AJ's saying nobody gets a pass. Not I was going to give you a pass. All right, no. you know what? Never mind. Stringer, you don't I get like a pass. String Bean. I'm all for him, but that side of him, I hate. Can't stand. <laughs> All right. Well, least, that's that's not the fun stringer. But, but all right? let let's let let's remember the exact question. UT fan base is from the Memphis area. Stringer's from Nashville. Oh, okay. So okay. technically, he does not apply. So he's out. Okay. So that is always just. And then one. And then they say they're Tennessee fans, but then like retweet stuff like, "Yeah, Memphis is its own state. We have our own mindset. We're okay. all grit and grind. We're all about. We're all about. I'm the, from Memphis, Memphis. <laughs> we're, we're we're from the city of the blues, man. Yeah. And Memphis is its own state. No, 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 no. Okay. You don't get to be a part of our state and root for the other one. Okay. No, sir. 
Okay. You don't get to pick and choose. Okay. It's either you're, Mem- you're for Memphis, with Memphis, live in Memphis, buy Memphis, die Memphis, or you ain't. Okay. And the number one thing, and this this could be the number one thing for any SEC fan base. Yeah. I'm just, it's the one thing that gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, for, for a lot of people, like, especially out-of-towners, I've explained, I've I've explained to this like why does he get so mad? They're just they're just they're just made, trying to trying to put you down, and if, it, it makes and if you're a Tiger fan, you know this irritates you more than anything and makes you want to fight. Calling the University of Memphis Tiger High, Tiger High, okay, that irritates the crap out of us. Calling us a calling us a high school basically. Yeah, and I've never really heard that a lot. You've never heard that. I've, I've heard it, but. It irritates the absolute crap out of me yeah. because it feel because one it's not just a slight at our athletics, it's a slight at my university, it's a slight at my education. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't get, maybe I didn't go to precious old Knoxville. Maybe I didn't go to the Harvard of the South in Oxford. Maybe I didn't go out to Fayetteville. Maybe I didn't go to go to Stark Vegas. Yeah. My education is worth just as much as yours. My education is just as good as yours, and you are not. I'm not going to sit here and let you stupid Tennessee people try to put me down about my uh, my higher education. Look, when it comes to education, hey, and I, I know what you're saying. I do. I do kind of like dislike that because people. I hate that when people say that because you're like, oh, you went to Memphis. It, I went to Tennessee. I know plenty of who people. Who the hell are you? I know plenty of people who are not the sharpest tool in the shed. He went to Knoxville, and I know plenty of smart people from Memphis. Mm. With that being said. I know plenty of smart people from UT. I know plenty of not sharp people from Memphis. It's yeah, all sure. about that. That is what I just because people always say that, and I'm like, no, you, you don't, you don't know, you don't, you don't, know. you don't get, you don't get to say that my education is worth is worth less than you. And that is one thing that you can't say you from Memphis, Memphis. Yeah, you can. All right, what's right, your three? All right, my three, uh, and this is kind of one that leads into you know a, a bigger thing, but I hate the saying. Feels like '98. Oh God, you're that's, so right. I hate that. That's ridiculous. Uh, and that was, was 20 years ago. And but that just that you know, and that that doesn't get said too much, I guess now. But it's just one of those things where I see it UT on fan base. Stuff on it makes it me time. laugh because I'm a Memphis fan. But it's like every year if they're not winning the SEC East, it's a failure. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys don't know how to build anything. Like you, you, it's, it's you kinda, feel like it's this, it's like it, you feel like you I won a national championship. Yes, you it's should, not there. Where is it at? Yeah, you should. Why is it not up, sitting next to you me? Just, you should wake up every day and be great. Yeah, and but that's whatever. Uh, also, um, I had wrote sing Rocky Top Down, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's every time they do something, they sing that freaking song. It's annoying. Well, that's not even um, my thing. I don't care if you want to do that, but at least know it's not your actual fight song. Yeah. Uh, also, what I hate hearing is, "Well, have you ever been to Neyland Stadium?" I have. I don't. I don't care to go. I've. I've never been, but I've heard from plenty of people that when people say there's not a bad seat in the house, I've heard there's plenty of bad there are seats plenty of in bad the house. house. There's not a bad seat in the Liberty Bowl. You can see the, the exactly. whole field and pretty much the whole stadium from every seat. And you're not just just yeah, crammed, crammed in. Up. I mean, the, so I've heard enough originally... about it to know that I don't want to go. So stop telling me. <laughs> well, have you been to Neyland? I don't it, care. It's it should be a seventy thousand seat stadium that they stuffed over a hundred seats in, and the weird thing is, it uh, the lower bowl it goes out like like normal, and then mm-hmm. it just goes straight up. That's what I heard. So when yeah, you sit up, up, you sit up in the upper sections and you lean over, you literally feel like you're going to fall to your death. Yeah. Well, and I will say, I'm gonna contradict myself. Not gonna lie here, I will go to one eventually, just because I have so many friends and people, 
you know, obviously like Mike or something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm going to go to game because of how many times I've heard it. But you're going to wear know blue. That I'm going to be very biased walking into it already. So it's mm-hmm. going to take a lot to change my mind. And it won't but, because you know why? Why? Can't sell beer. I for, yeah, I forgot SEC about that. Role, man. Yeah, got to play the boot game. And I feel like I feel like we've been uh, hating on UT a lot the past. Uh, you know, a few weeks, but obviously with Mike coming to town, we had to, yeah, and it's to. UT hate week. So yeah. it just it just worked out this week. No, you're right. We definitely have been hating on UT uh, a lot, but, you know, this is the PBJ podcast. We ride with Memphis. We die with Memphis. That's who we I are. Like that. I like that, man. You know? You should run for mayor. I should. Yeah. Mayor Barrett. I could win. Yeah, I think you could. You just got to appeal to the people. Before, man. I mean, I'll have... I'll have uh, I'll have uh, Little White uh, sing me and uh, rap me into every debate or something. Count on the campaign trail or there something like that. I'll be, I'll be true Memphis. Yeah. Put PVJ on the map, man. Yeah. We going to. We going places. Mm-hmm. All right, AJ. Unfortunately, it's that time, of the, that time of the show. What does our friend Kerry say? Good buddy Kerry says it's time to wrap it up. Yes, sir. It's time to wrap it up. Thank you again so much for listening to this edition of the PBJ Podcast. Uh, be sure to check out all the great content on the Cerrito Live uh, podcast feed and make sure you listen to Cerrito Live from 10 to 12 every Saturday on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And, of course, the 11 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. Uh, like I said before, two more Blue and Gray shows, December 16th from 8 to 10 and December 23rd from... Five, should be back normal five to seven. Uh, Fish and sets Monday through Friday three to six, and uh, December twentieth and December thirty first. Um, all three hours, me and CJ Hurt, no Rob, no Brett. So make sure you tune into that. Edgy, you got anything before we leave? Uh, yeah, you'll uh, y'all have a Merry Christmas. You will not hear from me oh, right. until after Christmas. Um, so everybody have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and be safe. Be yeah. safe, people. Be yeah. safe. We want you to keep listening. So we do. We, we need our numbers to keep going up. We want you to keep telling people about it so our numbers get up. And, of course, we don't want to lose you yeah. as a great listener. And so since AJ's going to be out the next week or two, if you want to come in, hit me up. Yeah. Just let sure. me know you want to do it. I'll bring you in here. We, I might even let you do more than five, more than the five, ten minutes that we've been letting people yeah. come in. You, I might all, let you just do, go all week or yeah. all day. Or all I might let you just go the whole podcast with me. But – Thank you again so much for listening. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. So I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, make sure you do once again subscribe to Cerrito Live. That way, you can automatically get all that great content. Uh, and remember, Miley, always show love, never hate, feel the good vibes. Have a wonderful and blessed day, and beat UT. Go Tigers!